When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the confusing, chaotic place that is my mind. <laughs> Seatbelts, please. Have you ever had a little tank that you like so much and you wanted to duplicate it in a like a scaled-up size? Well, that's me right now. We've talked many times about the idea of using so-called nano-aquariums as a sort of testbed for ideas and concepts. The idea that it's easier to try some of these exotic experiments on a small scale than it is to go right to the big time is top of mind right now. I've totally embraced this, and after a long and storied hatred of nano-sized aquariums, I found they actually give me a lot of flexibility and the capability of trying out new concepts easily and quickly. As many of you know, I've been teasing, uh, and or testing I think is a better word, I've been teasing myself and testing this concept of what I affectionately called the Tucano Tangle, a nine-gallon aquarium set up to replicate some aspects of the habitat of the Tucano Ichthys Tucano, a kerosene found only in one area, or one area, uh, and I say broadly because it's by a few areas, um, known as the Rio Uapasa. I can't even pronounce it right. Uh, specifically, a brook emptying into the Igarape Yavuari. Like, that's pretty damn specific, but that's where the type locality of the fish were found, you know, based on the, some of the papers I've read. And uh, those sluggish little streams and flooded forest floors are calling me again. Now, of course, with me essentially trashing the idea of 100%, you know, biotopic, biotopically accurate replication, the idea was essentially to mimic the appearance and the function of such an igarape habitat, uh, you know, replete with roots and the leaf litter, the usual stuff. And what I came up with, I think, was an awesome little tank, and I really liked it. And I know a lot of you did, and it's still one of my favorite tanks I've ever done. It's been a lot of fun. Like, I think I love it more than any other biotope-inspired tank I've ever set up. I tried it on a small scale because of the tiny size and breathtaking price of the Tucanos. I figured they'd be utterly lost in a larger aquarium, like a 50-gallon or so. Not to mention that I'd have to take out a second mortgage on my home to acquire a population significant enough to make it even look like there were fish in my tank. Yeah, here I am, though. However, I'm, I love this small tank. I have no plans of destroying this thing anytime soon. But I love the physical appearance and the function of the aquarium so much that I totally want to scale this baby up. That's a total fish geek mindset for sure. Uh, now, the idea of populating said tank entirely with little Tucanos, although tempting, is sort of an economic impractical approach, or economically impractical approach, really. Uh, I suppose I could do it, but at, you know, 12 US dollars each. To get a school justifiably large enough to place in a 50-gallon tank would be, well, pretty pricey. I'd have to sell a lot of leaves and twigs to you guys. And of course, some of these other fishes, uh, you know, some of these fishes are not found alone. Some of these populations of the Ducanos, they're actually found sympatrically with other uh, fishes. Specifically, the cute little cichlid Ivanacara adocata, uh, some Ambliodorus catfish, and Rivulus, yeah, Achilles, but the damn things jump like mad, and in my open-top tank, that's a fucking nightmare. 
But the coolest of all is the equally tiny, elusive, and somewhat pricey Posila carex weitzmanii, uh, a fish that looks like the Tacanos but dwells in the, wait for it, leaf litter bed. Oh man, I gotta do this, right? I gotta do this. How can I resist doing this? I don't know if I can for much longer. So picture a scaled up version of this little tank. You've seen, I've posted pictures of it all over the blog and Facebook. It's there. Um, the main thing I do differently would be to maybe slope the substrate up towards the rear of the tank and really make sure that the melastoma roots or tangle branch wood that I'm using uh, to create that, that tangle of roots are placed more towards the rear, giving the impression of a bunch of roots from marginal vegetation. Um, you know, going down into the water. Now, species of ficus, interestingly enough, yes, ficus, and Leopoldina are species, the dominant jungle plants in the habitat that I'm interested in replicating. So maybe I'll actually get a couple of those live plants and play with the roots there. Um, that's another possibility. Perhaps I'll arrange them in a bit of a, like an arc, which will provide a sort of a front and center swimming area and a basin of sorts for the leaf litter to accumulate. I'm still trying to figure out how I do the configuration in a nice deep 50 gallon tank. The scale of the, of the larger tank, of course, will allow me to create a more open yet still complex scape, you know, like I did in the small tank. Now I'm feeling this thing even more. I can fully visualize this. Wow. So my little exercise here is just a, a tiny little look into the way we all as aquarists probably think. I love the idea of scaling small tanks up. Again, the idea of little tanks to start and then taking these concepts big is irresistible to me. Some of those urban agapo habitats that I've been playing with, those those tinted, murky, flooded forest simulations that I do, are really best suited for small tanks. And uh, as we release uh, more products for this, like our, our nature-based line of, of substrates, we're going to release them in small quantities and small available in small bags because I don't want people using this as an exclusive uh, substrate in a 50, 60, or 75-gallon aquarium because you're going to end up with a big old murky aquarium, which maybe maybe some of you like, which I think is kind of cool, but it's more practical to use, and also due to the price of it, by the way, uh, is more practical to use on a smaller aquarium. I think that there's something very tempting about scaling some of our ideas up, but on the other hand, there's, an, there's also the practicalities of keeping some of these things small, uh, economic and otherwise. One of the other good things, I guess, about small tanks is that you have the chance of uh, of keeping uh, more than one aquarium in your house and still assuring domestic tranquility for those of you that have limited space and budget. And regardless of what you do, it's always fun to think about taking these ideas big and, and really what you'd do if you had an endlessly large aquarium to play with. Something to think about, something that we all uh, enjoy. And a uh, little fantasy of mine uh, for the little tank that I'm playing with right now. I'd like to hear some of your ideas of some of the small tanks that you've taken big or some of the concepts that you've scaled up or are thinking of scaling up. It's always fun to talk about those. And we'll talk about those in some upcoming editions of the Tint Podcast. But right now, I'm going to sign it off right now and just make it a quick one and just let you know that, uh, like you, I'm constantly scheming on new ideas and I'm look forward, uh, looking forward to uh, really getting my hands wet on this next big project. Hope you have one in your uh, future too. And I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.